This is a 98FM podcast. Just to let you know, a Dublin mother has told a judge that her 15-year-old daughter should be brought to court for her poor school attendance and complained it wasn't fair that the mother was being prosecuted. The mother of two, she was fined €300 after her teenage daughter missed 89 days of school. Now, the girl had missed almost 80% of school this year and failed to show up for the junior cert mock exams um, just over a week ago. The Education Welfare Board said it was the worst case of school absenteeism that they had ever seen. Now, the amount of prosecutions for children not going to school is on the up and they're rising year and year. The Department of Education are now taking it very seriously. But what I'm asking, in your opinion, does the mother have a point? Should the 15-year-old girl perhaps the mother as well, but should the 15-year-old girl take some responsibility for not going to school or should the book stop with the mother? If you have an opinion, please, 1850-22-9898. Give me a call on that or text me on 53981. So, should the 15-year-old girl take some responsibility for not turning up at school or should the book stop with the mother? That's what the mother thinks. 1850-22-9898. Call me on that or text me on 53981. Lisa, you're very welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, John. How are you? Very good, thanks. Uh, What do you think, Lisa? Um, No, I think the book stops with the parents because at the end of the day, we're responsible for our kids until they're 18 until, you know, they're legally able to take responsibility for their own actions, even though from 15 onwards they do try to act like kids, uh, or sorry, act like adults. adults yeah. uh, they're only kids. They don't, they're kind of stuck in that limbo land where they don't really know what it's like to actually be a responsible person. And the only way a 15-year-old is going to act responsible is if they see responsible parenting. And I think the book, in this case, definitely has to stop with that parent because she's not being a responsible parent. She's not ensuring that her child is at a skill and making sure that her child is staying in skill. How, well, and here's the interesting question. I mean, uh, there are some cases of children who just teenagers or younger children who absolutely hate school. Yeah, I mean, look, my sister hated school. Dropped okay. out in fourth year. Right. Just didn't hate the school. Me and my brother stayed right away to um, leave certain into college. She just absolutely hates, hated school. I get that some students just don't like school. But, I mean, she's missing her, her, her mock interview or her, her, her mock um, her mock junior exam. I, I know all so, of I mean, that. I know. I mean, seriously, as a parent, how can you allow your child to miss them? How do you not know that they've missed them if... Oh, well, she obviously you know, did the know. The school would have to be telling her. The school would be on her case every single week. She your did know. Your child has missed so many. Yeah, she did know and I would imagine and eventually it ended up in court. Of course, she's not second stupid. She would have known that her daughter had missed all this time and yet she chose to do nothing about it. So, how is this 15-year-old's this 15-year-old needs to be led by example. And if her parent is not leading her by example, then she's going to learn nothing. She's never going to be a responsible adult because she's going to think, well, my mother never did it, so why should I do it? Well, in, in, in all probabilities, um, and, and possibly I'm making a sweeping statement, the mother years ago had an addiction problem. She's now clean. Um, the mother possibly didn't have a good education record herself. But Right, that's fine. But yeah. I mean... Let's call a spade a spade here, right? Okay, she had an addiction problem. If she's clean now, you know, then that doesn't even come into the equation because as far as I'm concerned, if she's clean now, she's made a conscious decision to, to be a responsible person in her daughter's life. But she's not doing that if she's not ensuring that she's getting to skill. And the only way to stop 
your child from, you know, going on the hop or going on the mitch is by dropping your child at the school door, bang on the time they're supposed to be in school and collecting them bang on the time that the bang on time they're supposed to be leaving school. Well, so if if you if you agree with Lisa five three ninety eight one, is it always possible to ensure to make sure that your child absolutely goes into school when they say they're going into school. I mean, look, I, I, was, I was... No, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that at every single moment that's possible. But what I'm saying is, in order to try and eliminate that from happening, then that's what I would, I would do. I mean, my daughter is starting secondary school now in September. Very good. And thankfully, in horse school, they're not allowed out for lunch, for, 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 you know, up until third well, that, that's, year. That's another, that's another topic in itself, and, and I think it's probably very good. And that's another good. thing that an awful lot of schools are starting to adopt, because when I went to that same secondary school, you were allowed home at lunchtime. They're not allowed anymore. They've now got a canteen in school where this you know, where they have their lunch and everything else. So th- that eliminates students from going home and not coming back in the afternoon. No, I used to go home. I, I I don't know how we did it, but I used to go home. I was about a mile away from the school. I used to go home and get my lunch and come back to school. Now, I did mitch off. I did. I think every, you know, I think everybody Look, has got el- at some stage. But did. 89 did. days of school is massive. No. But I'm just wondering, is there anybody out there whose child absolutely hates going to school and against your best will, they just do not want to go 53981? Because I think there's a, now there's a condition for everything, but I think there is a condition where children who have a very hard time of going to school that it's actually a, a known condition now but 53981 Yes it is but Go on, sorry I mean there's an awful lot of programmes put in place now in secondary schools to help these students who don't really particularly like to be in school sometimes it's an academic thing that they they need to be creative with how they learn they need visual help to learn they can't learn from reading a book okay. and that's fine there's an awful lot of different programmes in schools now especially at leaving cert level now I know we're talking this girl we're talking about was at junior state level and hopefully that's something that's going to be implemented over the next couple of years and that was something that was mentioned when I went to a meeting for my daughter's secondary school mm. but at the moment it's only at leaving state level where there's loads of different kind of leaving states that they can fit to take that pressure off so that they're, they're not kind of losing that concentration and they're not getting bored in school they can't learn the same way that everyone else can I just, I just wonder, you know, are, are they... And, and the whole thing about fining somebody €300, Euro, they had introduced that in the UK a couple of years ago and they find that it's quite an effective way mm-hmm. of getting parents to make sure that their children are going to school. Is it right it to is, fine but they people? they need to increase that fine. €300 Euro is not enough. It should be a €1,000 fine on the spot. If your child is caught missing so many days you have to pay that then you're going to be 10 times more likely to make sure your child actually gets into school. So you think no excuses, the book stops with the mother... Full stop, even Absolutely. though the girl is, is 15. Absolutely. Absolutely, because right. the parents, you know, we're the responsible parents, or we should be. All right, Lisa, good talking to you. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Bye bye. 1850 22 98 98. Do you agree with Lisa? Lisa says 100% the book stops with the mother. We're talking about the mother who was told, who she's told a judge that her 15 year old daughter should be in front of him, not her, because uh, her daughter has missed 89 days of school. She's been fined. She's one of 3,000 people who, um, 3,000 cases. Um, where children have been involved with serious attendance difficulties. Now, 132 court summonses were issued by the Education Board last year. So the number is going up and up and up. And the Education or the Board of Education are taking it very seriously if your kid, if your child misses a certain amount of days of school. But this woman said, look, I can't make her go. She's 15 years of age. She should be standing up in front of you. So does the mother have a point? Should a 15-year-old take some responsibility for going to school or does the book stop completely with the mother? 1850-22-9898. Give me a call on that or text me on 53981. Rachel, how are you doing? 
Hello, Rachel. Maybe you're on line three. Are you Rachel? Hello. Rachel, there you are. Um, how are I you? Am. How Grant. are you? Uh, what do you think? Um, well, 10 years ago, I had a similar situation. My son, now 25, stopped going to school. And we came to an agreement with the school that I would drop him in and hand him into the care of a teacher every morning, which I did. And about 11 o'clock every morning, I got a phone call. Where's your son? Why haven't you handed him in? We don't know where he is. And it was never the teacher I handed him over to. And they said, you have to make sure he stays in school. And I had huge rows with them because they didn't make sure he stayed in school. They didn't stop him from going out at break time. And then they'd ring me as if it was my fault. Now, obviously, okay, you you had a huge problem, Rachel, with with your son going to school. But I suppose if there are three or four or five hundred students in a school, it's very difficult for them to watch every individual child, surely. If a child is handed over into the care of a teacher, it's the teacher's responsibility to walk them. They they agreed that each teacher would walk them from one class to the other. Why did he hate school? Because he was incredibly bright and they were busy teaching the dunces, and that's me being very politically incorrect. The time was spent with the kids who were in remedial. The kids who were bright were pretty much told to dumb themselves down because it was making the dumb kids feel stupid. So My son was eight plus grade and they were not meeting. He'd go into school one week a month. He would stay in for one week of every month and he would catch up and then he would have nothing to do and nothing bored out of his tree and they would say, well, that's not our fault. You've just got to suck it up. We've got, we're busy teaching the remedial kids. And did you ta- did you think about changing his school then? I couldn't afford to change his school. I was on welfare at the time. Um, and even if, I mean, to just a different school, not a fee-paying school. I couldn't afford. I mean, all the schools had uniforms, um, different book lists in the schools in the area that we were in. None of the no two schools had the same set of book lists. I couldn't afford to change schools. So it what, would have what meant happened? New uniforms and what happened was he dropped out of school. He went and he did fee tax. He went into youth reach instead. He got 10 fee tax in his first year and he got six in the second year. He is now training. He's now going to college as a mature student and he's thoroughly challenged. He's finding it incredibly difficult, but not beyond his capabilities. It's challenging him and he loves it. And he's in a permanent job and has been for the last four years. They're, they're sending him to college. And Rachel, tell me, did were you threatened by the Board of Education? Were you threatened with... It was before then. I actually, okay. my daughter was attacked at 14 um, and she got depressed as a result of it. And some of the kids, the person who attacked her was a relative of one of the kids in the school. And that kid came in and said that she wasn't attacked, she'd put out. She was actually raped. And um, she dropped out of school at 15. And I got in touch with the Department of Education and they said to me, look, there's not a lot we can do. If she's that depressed, you know, you have to let her get around it. Um, But I got in touch with them and that was seven years ago. The law has since changed from when my my daughter has since come back and done her leaving cert. She went back to her junior and her leaving cert in her late teens, early 20s. But the, the... the whole system, I mean, the, the people that they're chasing aren't the people they should be chasing. Um, so what about this are, woman then whose daughter has missed 89 days of school and the mother is saying, look, take it up with my daughter, basically. She should be here. She's the one that has Well, I think the school. mother should be handing the daughter over to the school and the school should be handing, you know, walking the daughter from class to class. Like they did, like they were supposed to do. But the thing is, if you hand a child over to a teacher... I mean, it's, it doesn't matter what way you do it. They're finding the parents... I mean, I tried my best to get my son to stay in school. Mm. I worked with the school. Mm. And the school wouldn't stick to the, to the agreements that they made. And had they stuck to it, my son wouldn't have had the chance to get out of school. 
do but you? But they never did. But is it? I, and I'm wondering. Five three nine eight one is a t- is a text number. Can a teacher act to restrain a child? In, I'm not saying physically, like, are they in the right or the wrong? Can Is it possible, do you think, Rachel? I, I know what you're saying. And you, okay, you kept your part of the bargain up. You you brought your son to school, but they couldn't stop him from leaving again. Um, well, they didn't keep it. No, they, they let him walk out of the class instead of making walking out with him from his class to the next class. They never, I mean, they could have done It wasn't a case that they had to restrain him. He walked out of the class with the rest of the kids. If they'd said, hang on a second, you stay with me until he would have done it. He wasn't that uh, unruly that he would have turned around and said, you know, F you, I'm, I'm off. Yeah. He would have stayed there, but they didn't bother. Were, 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 there, were there a lot of children, Rachel, who had the same problem in the school? I'd say there was, there was probably about four kids per year. Right. But you see, the thing about it is, there is this, that the school kept coming back and saying, well, you know, he's bright. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's not our fault of the other. He's making the other kids feel sick. My attitude is tough, bloody look. You're supposed to, I mean, when I was in school, and I, I'm, a, I'm very, very bright. When I was in school, we were given the job of helping the ones less well off than us. The ones who were less bright, of doing projects with them so that we had to get involved with them. It wasn't just a case of... Yes, you're bright and we'll bring you up to another level. We'll get you involved and you bring the people at a lower level bring them up along to with your level. So, so and you, it gives you an understanding of, of their learning system as well. Nowadays, it's, oh, we can't do that. Well, I don't, know whether, I don't know whether every school is the same, but you would absolutely blame the school. Do you agree that now that, that people are being taken to court? Um, no. No. So, I mean, I've got an asthmatic daughter who has missed three and a half weeks this year due to asthma attacks. Um, from colds and flus. My doctor does not give sick notes. He thoroughly disagrees with them, and I'm with him on that. I don't think you should have to have a sick note if your child is saying, I'm not going to the doctor for uh, paying 50 euros to go to the doctor if she's got a cold and it's, it's, it sets off an asthma attack. But what, what um, about parents, uh, Rachel, who just aren't bothered sending their kids to school? But the ones who genuinely just aren't bothered are the ones that end up not in court. The ones who are bothered, who send the notes in, who follow up, who do all that stuff, they're the ones who end up in court. The ones who, I mean, I've, I've well, we got neighbours here. We're, we're presu- we're but, I mean, I've, I've got neighbours around here whose kids do not go to school from one end of the year to the next and they don't get any court things. They go in about 20 days of the year and nothing happens. Ever. Well, they I, don't I, I know that calling out to them. Well, they don't get called to court. They don't anything. Under law, by law, if, you, if your child misses, I think it's 21 days in any school year. 20 days. Uh, then you get from the Department of Education, you get somebody sent out to ask, is everything okay? And then if it, doesn't if it happens... Happen. doesn't happen. My daughter missed 21 days last year. What they have to do is inform the Department of Education and the Department of Education decides whether something's going to happen with it. Now, as it happens, as I said, my daughter, it's, it's not just 21 days. You have to have 21 unexcused absences. My daughter has asthma. She has an excused absence so that we don't get the letter from... From you know, we don't get the call out from the Department of Education. They know why she's she's missed school, and it only happens in the autumn and winter and spring. During the the, the, the summer months, she doesn't miss a day because her asthma doesn't kick in. There's a text start coming in for you uh, from a teacher. A teacher said, "I'm a school teacher, not a babysitter. That woman needs to get a grip and put manners on her child." Um, and that's that's from a school teacher. I just think, okay, the school didn't cooperate with you, but I think it would be very difficult to lead a child by the hand from class to class if if you're trying to look after thirty odd kids. And that's also it's very easy for that teacher to say she's a school teacher, not a babysitter. If she's a school teacher, teach a bright child and stop teaching all the dunces, leaving the bright children alone. Interesting. Their own devices. 
All right, I'd say we'll have a lot of reaction to what you're saying. Your All right, Rachel, thank you very okay. much. 53981, what do you think about what uh, what Rachel said? You know, if you're a school teacher, teach the bright kids and uh, step up to your job. Kim, 53981, if you want to react to what Rachel said. Kim, you're on 98 FM. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, what do you think about what Rachel said first? I fully agree with her. That teacher that texted in is a twist, absolute twist. Why? She needs to look around her and see that... But they're not babysitters, Kim. How can they... They're not babysitters, no, but they have a certain responsibility to make sure that... I I totally agree with what Rachel said there, that, you know, there are bright kids in the class and there are other kids that need that extra bit of help, but teachers have a certain responsibility not to leave the bright kids behind because they're trying to focus the kids that need the extra bit of help. That's Rachel's take on it, perhaps... That is Rachel's take on it. It is, but I totally agree with her. Completely agree with her. She, the, uh, what she, her, her trying to get, make an agreement with the school and everything else, that was a similar thing to what happened with my son, my youngest sister. Okay. She was, from the time she was about 11, she just, whatever happened, she decided, no, I'm not going in today. And she'd get up in the morning and she'd get dressed and she'd go to go out the door and she'd go, no, I'm not going today. Or she'd go in the car and get to the school and go, no. And then if it had been me or my other sister, my mum or dad could have literally lifted us out of the car and put us into school. But she's a lot taller than we were. She's a lot bigger than we were when okay. we were her age. Okay. So there was no way they were doing that. And there was mornings now, like, mornings where myself and my sister were actually, like, screaming and roaring at her, going, do you know what you're doing? You're so actually killing all of us. What did she, what would she do, Kim? She just, she just wouldn't go. She point blank refused to go, and we went through the whole route of is she being bullied? Is is it this? Is it school? Is it the people in her class? Mm. Is it just something that's going on in her yeah. own head? Yeah. And we were assigned a youth worker, as far as I remember. Yeah. We were assigned like a youth worker who used to come out of the house. Um, she'd go and see her, like to like a counselling type thing, a couple of times a week, and that sort of thing, and then the lady would come out, came out of the house a couple of times and it got to the point where my dad would drop me to school, he'd go back for the other two because at the time they were in primary school, starting secondary de- school. They must have been demented with her, were they? Oh, completely. Oh, run off their feet with her. But they'd, like my dad would drop me in and then he'd go back and then we lived 25 miles outside, 20, 25 miles outside the town where okay. the school was. Okay. So he'd drop me in, go back and this youth worker decided at one point that, no, this wasn't to happen anymore. We were all to go together. Okay. And she used to come out to the house in the morning and get her ready for school and get her to the point where she was walking in the door. And, you know, the morning she was there, she'd go. Right. It was always a bit of a struggle. And, you know, she's the type of child who just to take her time. Everything gets done in her own time. Mm. She'll get there when she gets there type of thing. Mm. But, like, when the, when she decided that, I was actually doing my mocks for my leaving cert, I think, okay. at the time. And I, I was late numerous mornings during my mocks because we were we had to go together so of course I was going to mocks in an awful state we were all going to school in an awful state work in an awful state yeah. but then it got to the point where we got the court summons and it was months and months of trekking to the court and back and court and back and the solicitor who was actually working for the education system at the time yeah. was he, he was a character he was an absolute amateur dramatic like right. he was fantastic to yeah. watch yeah. in course yeah. he'd bounce up and down and say oh he's not doing this they're not doing that they're not doing the other but like at the end of it all the judge turned around and said well why have I not got a parent here who does not give a fiddlers why have I got two parents who are trying their best who are doing everything they possibly can so and the judge knew well do you, do you disagree then what with Mairead said she said the people 
who are conning the system and not send their kids to school are the ones who get off and the ones yeah. who, who are the good parents are, are the ones... Sorry, she, she said that the good parents end up in court. Do you agree yeah. with that? Completely. This is the first case now, that the one that was on the, on the news today, it's the first case I've heard since ours yeah. that has actually come to light. Now, I agree with them that they, they weren't named and I totally agree because the judge actually ruled that we couldn't be named. Okay. Did, because did the local you, did papers you, were jumping on it. Absolutely. Of course, did you ever find a reason, excuse me, Kim, did you ever find a reason why your sister hates school so much? No, never. To this day, you know, she went to another counsellor for a while with one of the youth services in our area and he was getting somewhere with her but then it was three years ago this month actually he passed away um, so that was a, yeah, another setback for her and he was actually getting somewhere with her uh, but now to this day she's doing a false course at the moment she's a year into a false course to get her VTEC levels in her junior, like the equivalent of her junior cert and leaving cert right. at the moment she has the levels for her junior cert she's gone on to get the levels for her leaving cert and September 12 months hopefully she'll be going to college like she's getting there she knows where she wants to go now but to be honest I think she was bored stupid my own opinion on it now and I don't know whether we'll ever get a straight answer out of her I know I suppose we're, we're, all, why. we're all bored I suppose in certain, but you just it's like and I know and I, I, apparently there is a term now for, for kids who cannot handle school who just don't want to go in not that they're mm-hmm. you know they've educational problems yeah. or, or learning difficulty uh, learning difficulties should I say but they just can't yeah. can't cope well, with it she went to another school for a while um, that they did, like, schooling in the morning. Yeah. And they got, it was it was mainly for, like, troubled kids. Okay. Kids that had, I think one of the lads in our class had actually tried to set fire to a school. Um, like, that type of, those type of kids. But she was in with them for, I think it was three months or four months, I think she was over there. And then she was out again. But it was fantastic because she went in the morning. She did the classes and the schooling in the morning and if they got through the work in the morning, they were allowed to do an activity in the afternoon. So they went and did horse riding or they went swimming or the cinema. and they, Like, it was, you know, work and then you get rewarded for it and that works for it. And like, But what, what the, okay, so in the, in the greater scheme of things, just say Kim, okay, so, so we know kind of what works for your sister and what definitely didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, is fining parents whose kids don't go to school, is that the answer? 30 court convictions were secured against parents um, last year and it's becoming more and more and more. Is, 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 do we have to look after kids whose parents aren't bothered sending them to school or is there a different way, do you think? I think it's, it's, the, parent who, it's the parents who just won't, can't be bothered that need to be brought up in front of the judge and need to be punished for not bothering like I always I firmly believe like I've a degree in everything now my other sister is in college and mm. nearly got her degree and like we're looking at it we kind of our family has always been you go to primary school you go to secondary school you go to college that's the way my mum has always brought us up and it's always been in our head that that's what you do but it's the parents who just cannot be bothered. Your education is the most important thing you'll ever have in your entire life. Yeah, but you don't realise that at the time, but you don't think you don't think there should be fines and you don't think... You know, do you think this 15-year-old needs to take some responsibility or should the book stop with the mum? No, the book should completely stop, especially if she's turning around and saying that a 15-year-old should be brought up front of the judge as well. Like, that's a parent who just does not give a fiddlers. That's a parent who's looking at it going, well, why should I be bothered? She's still 15. In the eyes of the law, she's still... A child. Um, a child. She's still underage. But there, as you said, okay, before I let you go, you, what you said is that there are children who, no matter what you do, they will not go to school. No. They're strong-willed. It's in their own heads. It's whatever is in their heads. And you can, I, I think you can always see from the time they're a tiny baby which one you're going to have a problem with. Emily, hi. You're on 98FM. How are you? 
Good, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Good to talk to you now. What do you think, Emily? Okay, um, just with regards to getting children to school, it's definitely their parents' responsibility to enforce the importance of education in a child's life. They are still juveniles. Um, I understand that it is a shared responsibility. The child needs to want to go to school. Um, and if the child doesn't want to go to school, then you need to, the parents or the guardian needs to get to the... To the bottom of the issue. Why does the child not want to go to school? And then liaise with the school as to why the child doesn't go to school. Um, I know some people were there on um, just earlier saying that their child was too intelligent to go yeah. to school, and yeah. you know there was issues with you know he was he was you know didn't want to stay because he was too bright. Yeah. Um, my duty as a teacher is to teach every child in my class. So where they had a bad experience, I teach mixed ability in a mixed ability classroom all of the time. Um, so we use differentiation to teach peer tutoring, active methods to make sure we cater for every learning style and for So every it's not student. just, a, there wouldn't be a school then that would just cater for, as, as Rachel put it, dunces. No, I w- and what, the worst thing about using the term dunce is like, I think it's actually disgraceful. Um, every student has a talent, whether that talent is academia, sport, music, whatever. No child can be called a dunce just because they're in a classroom with someone that may be more um, academically intelligent than they are. Um, but, like, to what, to, for a teacher to have to walk a student from, like, my, my, my job is to teach children in my class. I have 30 in a, in a classroom. My job is not to walk a student from a classroom to another classroom. That's wasting the time of the next class group that I have coming in, the 30 students that want to be in school to learn. Um, I just think that, that the comments that were made about walking a child from a classroom to a classroom were just... So, Emily, that it would be... And I'm sure, I mean, we'll get into situations in a sec, but is it too difficult to do that in a class of 30 children? Um, I mean, oh, she was 100%. saying, and I'm trying to be fair to her, but Rachel was saying, you know that he would leave. She said he wasn't aggressive, but he would leave school. You know, can teachers vet kids to make sure, or watch kids to make sure that they don't leave the school? Not at all. Like, what, how, how can I monitor? I have 30 students coming, leaving a class, and I have another 30 coming straight in. Uh, there's three stories, to, there must be about 50 classrooms in the school. So I'm supposed to leave the 30 students I have coming in that I have to supervise, walk that student to the next classroom, hand him over to the next teacher, for that teacher to take responsibility of that student plus the 29 that she has coming in, and then for me to walk back up the stairs or whatever the case may be, through corridors that are packed with children moving from classroom to classroom, to get back to the 30 students. So I've, wasted, I've already wasted five minutes of their class time moving one student from one class to the other. What is it like when somebody misses um, school and do you do you, do a lot of kids because their parents aren't bothered miss school mm, yeah I definitely it's a huge issue like um, I, I'm a math teacher so you know you start off on a Monday and a Tuesday it'd be the basics okay this is what we're going to do um, basic stuff then the middle of the week the stuff gets harder and then let's say the end of the week you're asking them the problem solving questions or the challenging questions mm. so if they're missing on a Tuesday Wednesday they've they've taken up the basics they come in on Friday and they haven't a clue and it's this I can't do it I wasn't here I was out and then it's well why are we out oh I was sick you know I'm sick I still have to come to work so well I'm not always sick do you know what I mean but like if you have a sniffles or a cold the kids just think oh and they're left stay at home they shouldn't be left stay at home come into school we all feel under the weather sometimes I have a massive issue with absenteeism in maths anyway and, and is it worse, Emily? Do you believe that it's worse now? Do you think that there was a fear factor years ago and parents just got their kids to school or is it a different reason? 
Um, I couldn't comment on that because I'm only teaching one year. So I couldn't really comment. I know I never miss school. My mother was like, hail rain or snow. I didn't, she didn't care. She was like, if you're too sick, you can come home. But if you're, if you're not that sick to go in, you'll be grand. Yeah, well, my little fella now has chicken pox, so he's been out since last Wednesday. But he's only—we oh, we'll let him away with that now. He's only—he's only in senior Although infants. They, they might want you to send him in for the rest of them to get it. No, they—that's where he got it. I don't—I okay. don't—I don't need to be advocating that he's very sick. But um, so, what about then taking parents to court and fining them? Is it going to work, Emily? Um, is it going to work? Well, it's a step in the right direction. Like we're, we have responsibility to teach children and to get them through a junior cert or a leaving cert. And we're not going to get to do that if we don't have them in school in front of us. So something has to be done to get them into school. So yeah, I do. I think go hard now with it. Get them into school. So if you can't, if they're not going to come in, get the parents involved. Bring them to court. Find them. They'll bring them to school if they know they face charges. What, what about Kim's situation where Kim's 11-year-old sister just would not and caused mayhem in the house for herself and her brothers and her mother and father and you know they were delivered to school and she'd leave school and it was just absolute there was killings that went on every morning have you ever met kids who just can't cope who for no reason that is understandable that they just can't do the school thing um i know well i like i have children that can't cope with school but there's always an underlying reason and there's guidance provisions within the school to deal with that so if they're not coming to school and they they can't figure out why there's a guidance teacher there to talk to the child, talk to the parents, even even if they get them in for an hour in the morning, even if they're put on half days, put on half timetables, just to try get them in to do some work. But I've never had a situation where a child will refuse point blank to come to school with no reason. So there could be a stress situation going on. Bullying, stress, uh, grievance, something. Parents after passing away. Uh, one so day be- month, that's a, like you know let's say if the, the mother or father passed away in the fourth of every month it's very difficult to get the child in that day yeah. um, if there's you know if they're challenging behaviour they might be put down to a reduced timetable but never that they, I've had I've never come across a child that will refuse to come to school now of all, reason, of, all, of all the parents sorry um, Emily of all the parents who have been convicted so there's been 30 convicted Right. Uh, 3,000 cases with serious attendance difficulties. So, uh, and 132 court summonses. So, only a very small percentage of them were convicted. None, yeah. of, none of them were sent to prison. Okay. Well, I mean, like a, a child at home with a parent in prison isn't ideal either. No, it's not. I'm not suggesting prison now as a, you know, like if we're trying to get the kids to school, we definitely don't need mother or father in prison. Like, that's definitely not what you want. But um, just that there, there has to be some sort of provision put in place for the child to come to school. I'm not suggesting I know what that provision is, but jail, I don't think now is the right way either. Fines even. You think fines imposed fines. All right, listen, Emily, yeah. as, as a yeah. teacher, good talking to you. Thanks a million. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Emily. Right. Bye-bye. 53981. What do you think? She said you have to enforce. Kids have to go to school and that's the end of it. Even if they've sniffled. Uh, we're talking about the... <coughs> firstly, primarily, and I suppose it's Rachel who kind of stirred this all up. She said her son was very bright um, and he would not go to school because the teachers wouldn't make sure that he stayed in school. Um, and she said the teachers may, mainly concentrated on kids that weren't as bright so he was bored and he left school and that's that's the reason that he didn't go but you are now taken to court if your child misses a certain amount of days of school a woman has said who's in court at the moment she said after her daughter missed 89 days of school she said my 15 year old should be up here I can't make her go to school maybe you can so you know should the 15 year old take some responsibility or does the book start, stop with the parents 53981 or 1850 22 98 98 Jennifer hiya how are you doing hi how are you doing good thanks what do you think 
Now, um, I'm a parent myself. I have two kids. Um, I'm one of them is a school going age is seven. Okay. And uh, now, if I didn't send my son to school, now I know he's seven and he's not 15, and 15-year-olds are harder to obviously handle sometimes. But I mean, the, the point I'm trying to make is that the, that you're, you're, you're the adults, and if your child doesn't go to school, obviously there's an underlying problem there. And, and you need to sit down with your child and talk to them. Like the girl said there, I'm not a teacher, but I can understand where she's coming from. They're not, they're not babysitters. They, there's 30 kids plus in most classes. Yeah. And you can imagine having to hold a hand of one child to bring them to another class. What if all the kids start acting up like that? How would they manage then? It's, it's ludicrous to say the least. Well, it is, considering the, all of the dynamics that go on in a classroom, you're, not, you're talking about gifted students, you're talking about not-so-gifted students, you're talking about sick kids, you're talking about kids, you know, with, with issues. Um, so you really have to be, uh, and I have to take my hat off to teachers anyway, especially in my little fella's school, they're, they're amazing. Uh, but you yeah. have to be all things to all people. I don't know if you can give special treatment to one child at No, alone. because children will see one child getting special treatment and then they will they feel left out, especially, you know, if they're, if they're, they're quite young. Um, they'll be wondering why, why is, you know, this person getting more treat, treat, treatment from the teacher and then they might start acting up but because of it, well, well, maybe if I act up, I'll get more attention. Have we, have we become too soft, Jennifer? Um, well... I don't... Parents-wise, I mean. Parents-wise, well, I, you know, um, as far as my son's school is, it goes, he's in an Educate Together school, and I find them fantastic. They've, they've, mm. they've special resource classes, they've ASD, um, my son goes to, to reading classes, his English isn't great, but then again, he's, he excels in other areas like yeah. sports, like yeah. the, the girl on before said, like sports, um, he likes science, you know, they don't all conform to oh they have to be it's great in English yeah, great in math no yeah. kids are all different and that's what makes them so special is that they all have their own individuality and, and you know I, I don't understand why them two women that were on before earlier on why they thought that they their kids should get special treatment their kids sound like brats to be quite honest now and you know if they weren't brats I mean there's some serious problems going on there Definitely. Well, I think in in fairness to Kim, Kim's family and her mother and father and herself and her brother tried their hardest to bring her sister to school. And kicking and screaming. Kicking I mean, and screaming. Yeah, she was. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I mean that be said, that would set alarm bells ringing in my head if, if if I was the parent. I'd be wondering what the hell was so horrible that they, they, they never they found out. out like that they, they never, never found, found out, out. If, if 53981 if you have come uh, come across that of a child who will not who refuses to go to school 53981 and, and for no apparent reason if it's not bullying um, and to say then that they got um, uh, a youth worker I mean that, that's a waste of resources but is it well. if, it's, if it's helping one child is, is it a waste <laughs> of resources I wonder but I mean, did they did they even sit down and talk to her and and, and or did they just I mean, and they did, did, she, did the she woman was in, herself sound like was, she scuffered herself? She was in counselling. She was in counselling. You think Kim scuffered herself? Why so? She so I mean, she said that she was going to to do her mocks and she was late. I mean, and that that would add stress as well. But she did seem to 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 stand up for her sister, which is admirable as well. Mm. But I mean, it definitely sounded like there was more to it than just being you know too intelligent for for school. I mean, that's. 
No, her That's sister ridiculous. wasn't. She no, that was Rachel. Rachel. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, I, no, it was it was Rachel who said her son was too clever. Her um, son was too clever. Yeah, and, and she, then she said she was bright herself. I mean, obviously, she is an a, 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 an elevated opinion of herself. <laughs> I mean, we, we all like to think we're we're good at something, but. You know, I don't know. She sounded like she was a bit of a soft touch. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too bright myself now. To be honest, Chelsea, I know. There you go. I'm not honestly. Honestly, I'm not. That's something now. <laughs> but um, I'm but that's the way I like to think of things. And I like the the girl that was on before. Yeah. She's a teacher. Like she said, kids are all different. They all have their own individual, um, you know, something that they're good at, whether it be sports, um, you know, academia, whatever, you know, art. You know, but you whatever. think it's definitely the parents. None of the books should stop with with a fifteen year old. It's it's the mom, and unless the mother or the father instills that in children, it's it's a waste of time. Well, you know, I mean, fifteen uh, year olds would be. I can imagine myself when I was fifty, and I was probably a bit of a, a tear away as well. But I mean, my mother would have sat me down and, and asked me if there's something wrong if I was that bad and I wouldn't go to school. Yeah. And then you go and you know, yeah, you liaise with the school. Um, and it is, it, there has to be a serious problem for somebody not to want to go to school that badly. Jennifer, stay with me. I want to bring somebody else in on this. Stay with me there for a second. Okay. Will you? I want to bring Laura. Yeah. Laura, you're on 98 FM. How are you doing? Hi, not too bad. Um, now, Laura, you have a different opinion on this. I think if, if you stimulate any child, whether they're bright or whether they're in need of special need, okay, mm, whether yeah. that's through school or physical disability or whatever, if you stimulate a child be interested in something mm. whether they're giddy kids or not and I mean I've been in that situation I'm not a teacher mm. but I have taught music before and I've seen the kids who inverted commas you know will shine if that's the right word to use Okay. and you know the other kids who will be less shinier shall yeah. we say Yeah. you don't dismiss the child that isn't able to achieve as high as the other child and if you do that it's just damaging. You still have to make that child go out with some feeling of self-worth Absolutely. when they go out the door that, well, you know what, I got that right today or I got this. And for that child to feel that, that in itself will help in the long term. But if you don't stimulate that or you don't give that kid some type of, I don't know what you want to call it, you know, encouragement Absolutely, the, the and, and will not be interested. But, uh, Those kids will not be interested, and they will go by the wayside, but and Laura, they will niche. I, I, I think that more so than ever, and I mean Jennifer's still there, but more so than ever, I think schools embrace that, and it's not all about. IQ, it's about EQ as well, it's about emotional intelligence and, yeah. it's, and it's about you know, and, and classes are divided up and kids are, are brought off in different places and they're not felt, it's not like a remedial class but mm-hmm. you know, kids will be given um, you know where they, their reading will be brought up or their writing mm-hmm. will be brought up or their maths will be brought up and I think more now than ever that happens and yet I think more kids are, are being let stay out of school so what, what is the answer do you think? Well, I think, I'm just talking from my own point of view. Kids go to school for a certain number of hours. Yeah. Okay? And then they either, whether they go home, I'm talking about maybe older kids, or I'm sure younger kids go home. But the older kids, if they choose not to go home, and they're a wild card, shall we say. Okay. And the parents can't locate them, or whatever the reasons are. Sometimes, you do have to get outside help. If you're not... If you as a parent can't, and there was a lady on the radio, and she often flashes through my head, and she took a step there a few 
a few months ago on your radio show. Right. And she had to call in outside help. Yes. And that child changed yeah. for the for the better. Yeah. Because of the difference that woman made in making that very hard choice of calling in someone else and admitting, I suppose, that she wasn't, how would you say, what's the word? That she couldn't enough yes, to deal, to deal with, with that. this. Which often happens if you're too close to a situation. Do you think, Laura, that... Um, you know, people, families, parents should be taken to court when they're, you know, when a school have tried, when an education board have tried um, to deal with them and that fails. Should they be taken to court? Should there be fines? How should it be dealt with, do you think? Well, I know, I know for, if, I, if it was me, I know fines would hurt my pocket. <laughs> mm. We're all in that boat at the moment, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we are, we but, surely are. Um, I don't know if the parents actually need to be collared aside. <laughs> And told, look, it's like this. They're your children. You chose to have them. You can't offload them on everyone else. And I think as well, uh, circumstances can make a difference. You know, and I'm not, how to say, you could have upper, if you want to call it that, upper class, lower class, whatever. All right, so you think... These people can have, you can have upper class as well, can have difficulties with children and mm. not, you know, dismissing no, that. No, I know, I know, but I suppose if a parent doesn't go, then a child is less likely to go. All right. Uh, listen, uh, Jennifer and Laura, lovely talking to you. Thanks a million. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, just a couple of texts. According to laws nowadays, parents are not able or allowed to rear or chastise their kids. Same at school. Teachers can't say anything to the pupil. It'll be, I'll report you to social service. Kids are playing up on this. Okay, quick break. You've been listening to a 98FM podcast. Download more at 98FM.com.